Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this program. Today's Issues, I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. And good morning. Welcome to spring. I know, man. Look here. What a change in the weather. You know, you you, you put a spring in my step <laughs> just by saying that. I you tell see you. The, the pun I used there, did you get it? I did. Yeah. I got it. It was, it was delightful, Tim. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we're reporting from Tupelo, Mississippi. Yes. Our weather here. But it's this way across a lot of the country right now. It's very nice, right? 65 today, 65 yeah. tomorrow, 71 Friday. I know. Friday afternoon, you know Praise where I'm going to be. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm not hiding it. <laughs> You're going to be on the Coming golf out of course. Here, come out here at noon. I heard you telling someone that you were going to be golfing Friday afternoon. Yes. yes. And I, I thought about uh, – asking for a le- meeting with leadership Friday afternoon <laughs> about you, something really important <laughs> to see if you would come up with like an excuse. I can't. However, for those listening in Alaska. Yeah. Wow. Oh, really? Wind chill. They're fa- not going to be golfing. Wind chill factor in Northern Alaska. Minus 70. Yeah. What a contrast. Minus 70. With you know, the, is that humanly possible to The survive? VRBO rentals are not going to happen there. <laughs> no. The what rentals? VRBO. What is what is that? Don't say it, Ed. <laughs> just, just go with it, okay? Okay. Yes. <laughs> those those are those, not going to work. They're not, that's not working. Those are that VRBO. <laughs> the vacation rental by owners. It's, oh, okay. You, you see yeah, it on TV. Right. It's called VRBO. Yeah. But, I thought it was like if you don't wash on your underarms, you get that VRBO. Well, that B-O. happens too, but it's it's different. Okay, Ed anyway. takes us to places yeah, that we Ed, really yeah, don't want to go. Ed, 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 yeah, <laughs> when you say bo, I I go right okay. to body over. Well, yeah, it's not that. It's it's totally totally different. You know, I don't think we need to reset this show right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good reel, luck. Reel it back. Uh, but anyway, your point is uh, Alaska's. Uh, Plus, of course, you would expect Alaska to be bitterly cold in the winter, right? Oh, but when. Uh, the uh, Janice Dean is the weather person on Fox and Friends in the morning. She took it from the south, across the south, really nice weather for a few days, but took us up to Alaska, northern Alaska, and I, I just felt sorry right away. Not a lot of people live up there, but for those who do, I mean, no. when you go to Alaska, you got to understand you got winter a long time during the year, but minus 70, the wind chill factor, minus 70, I mean, yeah. you can't move in that. I know. But one thing about it is, again, for golfers, in the summer, you can golf 23 <laughs> hours a day. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With perfect sunlight. Yeah. All right, Ed, tell folks how they can uh, watch us in our 70-degree studio here. Yes. They want to. It's, 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 and keep it clean, Ed. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You no, lo- no locker room talk. You here. want to avoid that VRBO, <laughs> yeah. folks. We got to keep it clean. All right. If you would like to watch us on this program, you can go to either YouTube or Facebook. Search for today's issues, 
and click through and you'll be able to watch our program. Are we having, I think we may be having a little bit of trouble on Facebook right now, but bear with us. Brent Creeley, our intrepid producer, is working on that. Hope to get that up running shortly. You can also stream live audio for American Family Radio on our website at AFR.net. And you can also access podcasts of programs that you might have missed at AFR.net. Also, if you're going to be traveling and would like to continue listening to American Family Radio but are worried you might not have access to a radio station, terrestrial radio station, you can download the AFR app on your phone, other smart device, and you can listen anywhere you have a good Internet signal. All right. All right, Fred, what's up? Well, I'll tell you what, we've been talking a lot about the Freedom Convoy there in Canada. It has made international headlines around the world. The truckers, still hundreds of those truckers that have descended on Parliament Hill there in Ottawa, getting a lot of attention. They're calling it the Freedom Convoy. And it's the thinking behind that convoy, wanting to get rid of the the uh, mandates, the COVID mandates, the vaccination passports, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, there was good news coming out of the province of Alberta, and I think it's connected to that Freedom Convoy. As of midnight last night, the government of Alberta announced that it's getting rid of its vaccination passports. Now, what does that mean? That means that people who do not have the vaccines are not going to be treated as second-class citizens anymore. One of those who was welcoming that news uh, was a member of parliament from Alberta, Pierre uh, Polyev. Uh, he's actually could be the next prime minister of Canada. He's running to be head of the Conservative Party in Canada. And he welcomed that news last night. Cut number six. Hi, everyone. Pierre Polyev here. Bonjour tout le monde. I just have to share some incredible news I just got. I'm interrupting my work to do so. I wanted to tell you that Alberta is getting rid of its vaccine passport at midnight tonight. That means that Albertans will not be treated as second-class citizens just because they're not vaccinated. This is great news. Uh, congratulations to the Premier. Also in Saskatchewan, right next door, on Saskatchewan, the, pre the Premier there has announced uh, he's getting rid of the vaccine passports uh, and other restrictions. I congratulate the great Premier Scott Moe. PEI is moving in the same direction. Freedom is on the move. Sign my petition so that we can keep pressure on all the politicians to give us our freedom back, to give you back control of your life. We're going to make Canada the freest country on earth. All right, guys, let's keep going. Okay, uh, what the gentleman there was talking about, what, who we just heard was a, a leading politician uh, on the conservative side yes. in Canada, right? The capital C conservative party. He is kind of the main spokesman for that party right now. He is going to run for head of that party. And I think he could be the next Prime Minister of Canada. Okay. But what he's talking about is in the provinces of Alberta, mm -hmm. which is where Edmonton and Calgary are. Correct. Two major population bases in Canada. And he was also referring to Saskatchewan, which is... Right next door. To right Alberta. next door. If, you, if you're looking north toward Canada, you have... Uh, uh, Alberta, and then you have Saskatchewan to the right. True? Correct. Yes. That's okay, correct. and then British Columbia would be to the left. So uh, the point is that uh, Alberta, 
of the province of Alberta and Saskatchewan are basically rebuking, correct me if I'm wrong, rebuking uh, Trudeau. Correct. And saying uh, we, it's like uh, two states in the union of the U.S. saying to the president, we're, we're not, uh, we're, we're going to make our own decisions here. Correct. And we're not going to, uh, how would Trudeau you react to this? And, and who, who has, do, do these province, uh, uh, what, 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 what do you call the, the akin to the governor? Premier. Do, do they have the authority? Yes. Uh, the, the provinces, much like the states here, have the authorities to make their rules. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> now, the reason the truckers are in Ottawa is because of a vaccine mandate that Trudeau, the federal government, imposed on truckers that was to take effect the middle of last month in that a Canadian trucker hauling a load of fruit from Florida coming back into Canada, unless he had he was vaccinated, he would have to quarantine for two weeks, pull his rig off to the side, and stay there for two weeks. That's when the With trucker the said, oranges? We can't yeah, do that. We can't do insane. this any, we can't do this anymore, the trucker said. Which yeah, this led to this this protest which is continuing today. But it's not just in Canada, folks. We are seeing a rebellion against COVID restrictions. And one of the latest fronts, again, is in Loudoun County, Virginia. You have a new governor in Virginia, thanks to the election in November. He issued an executive order right away that he was going to leave it up to the parents to decide if the kids were going to continue wearing masks at schools. Well, Loudoun County schools said, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to defy the new government's executive order. We're going to make kids wear masks. In fact, there was a Loudoun County school official who said, we're going to charge your kids with trespassing if you dared to let them show up without a mask on. Well, yesterday, there was a school board meeting in Loudoun County, and it got very vocal. And uh, what you're going to hear is a couple of the students from Loudoun County and a parent speaking out against the schools, not the states, the schools mask mandate. Cut number five. God did not intend for us to walk around with a diaper on our face. This is no way to learn a foreign language or play a musical instrument, much less sing in a chorus. But now, since you all have taken away my rights, I have no respect nor trust for any of you. The thought of spending one more hour in a mask made me sick. Sick because I can't breathe. Literally sick because lack of oxygen gives me a killer headache after seven hours. Sick of wearing a mask, even the box itself says does not provide protection against COVID-19. In the end, the rule is really just a tool for compliance. It has nothing to do with common sense, law, or science. So that was some of the sound from the Loudoun County School Board meeting yesterday afternoon and last night. By the way, what happened was you had a bunch of kids that walked in with boxes of affidavits signed by parents. Those affidavits demand that the superintendent and the Loudoun County School Board remove mask mandates since the science shows that these are not necessary for the protection of children and since the schools do not comply with the other CDC guidelines as claimed. So there you have it. Many battlefronts going on right now. Well, now, what is it that uh, uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin said? Uh, is this, did he change the policy for all School districts, or is he leaving it up to Loudon to do what they want? No, he's leaving it up to the parents. The, the parents, parents. right. The, the when executive. you leave the house in the morning, you want your kids to have a mask on, go for it. Okay. So so my point is that 
obviously Loudon and I think Fairfax yes. counties, they are they are dis disobeying what the uh, governor said was yes. going to be the policy in schools. Yes, and this is the problem when when you have a school board who says we don't care what the governor says, we're going to do what we want. Then that encourages parents yes. and students to do the same thing yes. when it comes to the Loudon or Fa Fairfax County school boards. Yes, all right. You won't listen to the rules set by the governor of the state. So we're not going to listen to the rules set by the school board or the principal. And that is what happens when you uh, create or start down a road of anarchy. It comes back to bite you. Well, here's what's really interesting. The CDC right now, um, at least as of earlier this week, was, was a, saying, talking, uh, there should be a universal policy on masks for students. They want to maintain that. Well, you can get an indication from Jen Saki, the White House spokesperson, yesterday. The White House is breaking away from the CDC on this masks in school for, for kids. Uh, have a listen to what Jen Saki had to say when questioned about where's the White House on forcing kids to wear masks. Cut seven. Do you believe then that the state, the Democratic-led states who are breaking with the CDC on this guidance, that, that they're not they're throwing science away. These states, uh, I think it's important to note, they still allow for decisions to be made by local school districts. Our hope is that uh, states, leaders, uh, will look at the science and data about what's going on. Uh, they'll make decisions about local school districts. Local school districts have always made these decisions. Well, okay, follow the science. The science is, and has been for a long time, these masks aren't doing anything good. In fact, they're doing things bad. And, and so... Let's follow the science. That's what these parents are saying. Let's follow the science. It's time to get rid of the mask mandates for kids. Yeah, we mentioned this yesterday, but governors of four blue states announced in the last couple of days they're ditching the face mask for children Yes, in schools. And they include New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, Delaware, and Oregon. Yes. The um, last one's... Maybe the biggest shocker of the four. Yeah. Because that West Coast, that entire West Coast has been radical in their approach to shutdowns, masks, yeah. and other restrictions. Yeah. Was Oregon the state that uh, they said we, we're considering mask forever? I think it was. I think it was. Or I think that's what they said. They said huh? we, we may just stick with masks forever. Right. Um, so, but now New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, and Oregon. You know what? Uh, even in blue states, a, a lot of people who would vote Democrat, they're getting sick and tired of, yes. uh, uh, of all these rules and regulations, especially as it relates to having children wear face masks all day at school. It's just so it, – it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Children are hardly even affected at, at all. It's just a, a tiny, minuscule, not even a, a number hardly – of children that have been uh, uh, affected uh, to the point of hospitalization or death in America because of COVID. And I'm not talking just Omicron. I'm talking about the other two. I think uh, it was uh, the number I read was 0.008%. thousandths of a yes. percent. And those who did die all had serious other health complications. That doesn't minimize their deaths, right. obviously, but I'm just saying – all things considered, 
when you have to make a decision on how to handle a situation health-wise, uh, you know, are, the, are all these states going to mask up for the flu now from now on? No. Are they going to, huh? It's just, it's ridiculous. It, listen, uh, secondly, we all know that the, the now they've said the cloth masks are worthless. Yes. Huh? Uh, in fact, in, was it France? They said you, you're better off wearing pantyhose around your face. <laughs> huh? They said that works better than most of these masks. Secondly, we all know that kids don't wear masks properly anyway from the time they get out of the car. Right. Huh? Children. No. They, adults hardly do it. Right. If they do it at all. How many... This whole thing, when I've seen people being uh, masked, even the people who are voluntarily wearing masks, okay, because they want to, and that's fine. Wear, wear your mask. They got it. Half of them got it below their nose. Right. Huh? And well, I'm going. I'm going. What is your? What is your? What are you doing this for? Go through ahead. This, through this whole thing, when you know you couldn't go to the store without right. wearing a mask. This this beard I have. Yeah. Okay. With that mask on, it would itch, and I was constantly sticking my hand under the mask right. to which defeats the whole purpose. Scratch, and it just defeats the purpose. Well, and we all knew it. This is this is part of when you had the threat of people getting sick and dying. People were willing to put up with some of this nonsense yeah. because that's what the CD said. Okay, fine, I'll do it. But in everybody's mind yeah. not everybody but yeah. most sane people they were going this is stupid this makes no sense and when omicron hit the leftist you know push to control everybody yes. began to disintegrate yes i i would tell you this you talked about your beard i remember the four times i have worn a face mask <laughs> in the last two years no you have to wear them on the airplanes uh, <laughs> yeah. or they won't let you fly so you got to do that although allison my wife has has uh, this way of eating peanuts for two hours like you've never seen before. <laughs> Which also doesn't make sense. That huh? policy, you you can pull oh, your mask down, down to, to eat, eat or drink. Well, if this is a killer virus, <laughs> you should stop eating that's, and drinking on a plane. Well, that's the whole thing. Again, that's the whole thing. And the air ventilation system on the airplanes yeah. almost better than being outside almost. I'm getting all wound up. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. Uh, so I put that, uh, I put the little, the, I would always ask Allison, do I put the, she didn't know either because she's she's worse than I. She's against uh, uh, face mask worse than I am. I yeah, mean, I'm a, I'm a liberal compared <laughs> to her. <laughs> huh? So anyway, I have to ask her: Do I put the blue outside or the white outside? <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? The, yeah. the, those are surgical masks, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are those little blue. Uh, yeah, the little blue, but it's blue outside. It's blue outside. Blue right? outside. Yeah, yeah. The blue outside. But I, the, you put it on. And you would, I would know, I wear glasses, uh, and oh. I would, and I would notice, uh, why are my glasses fogging up? I thought this is thing is supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But because, because to your point about your beard, the air was escaping. Of course, yes. Of course. Under my eyes. Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, hmm, if the air can escape under my eyes, maybe I can inhale air that comes Back through the same uh, free, <laughs> Opening. free openings. And, uh, am I not right? Is yeah. that not right? Yeah. I know. So it's just, unless you got the N95 mask. Right. Okay, and wear those properly. And wear those properly. The other masks really are ineffective at stopping a uh, respiratory virus with, for lack of a better term, I'm not a doctor, 
particles that are so so minuscule that they get through. Uh, that's why they say cloth mask. Forget about it. And so. the N95, you're supposed to throw it away after every use. Are you really? Yes. My understanding, you can't like wear it for five days in a row. You, those have to be there. You have to throw them away. Like every day, you guys, and you those guys are looking aren't at cheap. me funny, but I think uh, is that yeah. you serious? Yeah, I'm gonna, serious. Well, I'm going to look. That, I'm going to look that up. But I think that your masks are not supposed to be worn multiple days. Well, well, check out, go well, ahead. Well, the I know the other one that I kept hanging from my uh, from in mirror? my car that I would pull out. Uh, I know. That, <laughs> I, know. I, I know. I know that thing was worthless. But I'm talking about the N95. I thought those things are pretty. Uh, but so you have to keep them. You have to throw them away every okay, day. Okay. This this says. Uh, it says, although some this internet methods, search this that internet, I just did the last yes. 10 seconds says what, Ed? And, and Odyssey, I'm not even sure what this website is. When should you throw out your N95 mask? It says, some health experts believe that people should ditch their cloth mask for N95s. Um, so uh, how many times can you wear them? There isn't any solid answer regarding the final question. How many times can you wear them before throwing them out? Uh, and so, uh, I'm trying to, trying to find well, look down to the, the, the messages underneath there and see what Bill <laughs> from Florida said. Can you do that? <laughs> anyway, I might've, I might've, I, no, over, you know what? I, I think, I, I think you're, that. well, I, I think you're right. I know you can't certain. clean an infant 95 mask, but you can reuse them. Determining when to throw them out is key to staying safe, but nobody knows when that is. <laughs> this is my point. Okay, is that is that? Listen, the the for the vast majority of people who are wearing masks, they're not wearing them properly. Yeah, and it's not standard. Those surgical masks, they're really aren't they really meant for like operations and sterile environments? Yeah. Yes. I mean, so anyway. So, but the point is, Democrat deep blue states are ending face masks for children because they, even liberal parents have had it. Well, okay, okay some, and let me just he, add this. You have a, fun, okay. you have a According to the Centers for Disease Control Prevention. Play, end, wait, play music. <laughs> play, play reverent music at this point. Now go. The right. respirators should not be used more than five times. I don't know whether is that, that means. Is that the N95? Is that AKA the, the respirator? Yes. That so, like I don't a, know whether that means five days or you use it for the morning and I, I i don't know whatever or, but or or if you're eating pizza yes if you eat pizza and put the mask which on. i can do that for two hours mm. like like allison with yeah. the peanuts on the plane <laughs> all uh, right you know the, the bottom line in all of this uh-huh. and we had this discussion our story meeting this morning the politics now is taking over from the nonsense and the politics is this the Democrats are reading these polls, too. America's fed up with this. They want their freedom back. And so they're, they're now saying, um, when it comes to the masks, the masks, we've known for a long time that they're not doing any good. So they're getting rid of the masks, finally, in these states. And it's liberal right. parents. It's Democrat parents. Yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. Look what it's happened Repo- in Virginia. That was one of the things there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people are willing to do, Americans and Canadians and people in the free world, they are willing, we are willing to do things that are well explained. Flatten are, the curve. And, yes, and that are reasonable. And and nobody wants to kill other people or spread a disease or a virus. But when you see and hear things and research comes out and people, you know, 
<clears throat> but yet the establishment, if you will, the medical establishment won't even won't even consider things we talked about the last five minutes. You know, we, we would be considered by a lot of them to be uh, careless, yep. right? Answer the questions about the about the mask. Dr. Fauci said early on the masks aren't going to stop this virus. Two or three weeks later, he came back and said, whoops, we'll be back momentarily. What we believe about the Bible is based on what we believe about its source. The God Who Speaks, the award-winning documentary from the American Family Association, is now available in a special limited edition DVD set. This release includes a Sunday school curriculum and two hours of additional footage. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to get your copy today. Thegodwhospeaks.org. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. But we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September. And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is, as they say, show up. Uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours. And uh, he will comment and tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events, that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information, just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. New York City Mayor Eric Adams got into a food fight with reporters the other day, grilled about his credentials as a vegan the mayor was caught by reporters eating fish, leading to a meltdown among Big Apple journalists. The mayor explained that he prefers a plant-based centered diet, and his mission at City Hall is to get New Yorkers to eat healthier food. Change is already coming to menus at public schools in the Big Apple. Meatless Fridays are a thing. The lunch ladies only serve vegan food, leading to lots of complaints from kids who want to know where's the beef. Not sure if this is a smart political move, folks. If Mayor Adams tries to stop New Yorkers from eating their pastrami on rye, or heaven forbid, a bagel with a schmear, he may very well become the first mayor in modern history to be impeached. My new book makes a great gift, our daily biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, available at ToddSterns.com. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to a maskless studio here. Uh, today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We were talking last half hour, having a little fun with it, but uh, d- uh, Democrat states are uh, deep blue states like Oregon and Connecticut and New Jersey. New Jersey, uh, kind of kind of purple, but uh, they're removing their face mask poly- uh, requirements for students. They're getting rid of that, like Virginia did in and uh, lot, lots of other states. Omicron is fading. Uh, COVID's about to be gone as a, as a pandemic. Yes. Can I, I just, uh, I, I glanced over here at our Facebook page, and I don't give last names out, but John. Face mask page or Facebook page? Uh, the, Facebook. Okay. Did I say face mask? No, you didn't. I Facebook just page. I that way. And John has a very uh, succinct explanation about masks, and I just wanted to share Please share. It. I wanted to share it with everyone. So John says, Masks work and do not work to varying degrees of success and failure. It is not a binary condition. It is a gradient based on a number of factors, and even then the result of failure is expressed in a probability. So I just wanted to clear everything up. Are you quoting Dr. Anthony Fauci? No, this is John. He just... He explained how you can tell whether or not masks work, right. <laughs> right. and I just and that, cleared that clears everything it. Up. Yeah, that so, clears it up. Thank John, you, John. Big thumbs yes, up to you, brother. That, that Thank clears you. everything up for us right there. All right, uh, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio. Tim here with Ed and Fred. Fred, uh, uh, let me introduce our guest. Our guest is our own Abraham Hamilton III, aka Abe. And he's general counsel and public policy analyst for American Family Association and host of the Hamilton Corner. Heard each weekday afternoon from 5 to 6 o'clock right here on AFR. Uh, good morning, Abe. Good morning, Tim. I, too, have joined the mask-free brigade of those who may work or may not work, depending on a gradient of <laughs> factors, whether or not I am inhaling or exhaling, and depending on what time of day, whether or not the gumbo was hot or cold. <laughs> And that has allowed me to determine whether or not the N95 means no 95, but yes, 93. <laughs> well, it got me, what gets me a, is, is the restaurant thing. Remember back then? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, now you back can. Back then, still in some well, places. Yeah, it's not where we live, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank, thank the Lord. But uh, okay, so you walk in the restaurant, your owl mask up. <laughs> so. You, you uh, as long as you can dart to your table that they take you to, you got to be masked up. Now, when you get to the table, you can take it off. Yes, because the virus. That's because you're holding your breath while you're about to take a bite. Because <laughs> the virus knew. Yes, huh? it is limited to the, the virus is- three square feet of space. Yeah. All right. So that's not why we're <laughs> we're not going to continue on with this. Go yeah. ahead, uh, Fred. Just, Pitch the uh, question for the day to our constitutional attorney. On Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I have to assume it's Eastern time, the Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, issued a bulletin. Uh, They called it the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin. All right? 
something like the weather service would issue a uh, weather bulletin, that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Summary of terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. That's the bold-faced title of this bulletin. I'll just read the first sentence here. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, and malinformation introduced or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. Then, under a heading, key factors contributing to the current heightened threat environment include, number one, according to the Homeland Department, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. For example, there is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. Grievances associated with these themes... I'm looking at you, Trump voters. (laughs) ...inspired violent extremist attacks during 2021. Truckers. All right. Number one, Abe, on the bulletin list is people who question the White House's uh, assessment of uh, what happened in 2020 election and what happened with regards to COVID. Dare, is those, that worthy of an alert? A from bull- a, a, homeland a bulletin, <laughs> all points bulletin type of thing? This is Homeland Security. And, a, and it's called terrorism threat. Yeah. yeah. What is yeah. going on here? We're laughing. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous, but the, these these lefties like this, they're they're serious about yeah what Abe's about to talk about. Go ahead, Abe. Yeah, Tim. I mean, it's not just an alert. This is this is a summary of the the imminent and pernicious terrorism threat in the U.S. to the U.S. homeland. And I always I find it I find it very interesting that they said false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud every time i see that it makes me immediately say so okay homeland security would it not be a terrorist threat if there was uh were narratives discussing um less widespread election fraud i mean what exactly is the demarcation for widespread so are you admitting that there are independent or individualized pockets of election fraud are you admitting that and is that not a terroristic threat and then if it's not a terrorist threat, what is the threshold to transition from widespread or not widespread questions about election integrity? Would yeah. that include some like legislators that are mm-hmm. that are proposing uh, uh, adjustments in their state election laws following what transpired in 2020? Are they included in this terrorist threat? And then when you start talking about mis, mal and disinformation concerning COVID-19, does the Homeland Security Department have a particular time? timestamp for this because not too long ago it was considered misinformation to say or disinformation or malinformation to say that if somebody had the vaccine injections that they could still contract COVID and transmit it that was misinformation just like five minutes ago but now that's pretty well understood to be true what about the lab leak theory concerning COVID-19 just a little while ago it was considered misinformation to suggest that Shmovit came from a lab in, in, in Wuhan China well now that seems to be the most um reliable origin theory for this 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 phenomenon so it it, it it is what you said tim it really is training the terrorism spotlight to be focused on a particular segment of the american population namely people who supported president trump in 2020 
Okay. Yes. Uh, everything. Ditto. Everything uh, Abe said right there. Absolutely true. Uh, let me just say this. <clears throat> Re- I, I read through this earlier, but again, folks, we are talking about a national terrorism <laughs> advisory system bulletin issued by the Department of U.S. Department of Homeland Security. You can go read it for yourself. Uh, the date it, this is on Monday, Monday this Feb- week, February the seventh. Okay, mm-hmm. and. And, and Red, Fred read from it earlier, and Abe, Abe's uh, talked about it. It's posted on our Facebook page. Okay, we posted it on our Today's Issues Facebook page. All right, this is, it's it's um, it's um, still too vague for me. It's too, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's um, by that I mean, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a bulletin of, of, by, by, by vague, I mean, they need to just say, what they're saying here is, listen, people, the white nationalists are about to bomb and kill a bunch of people, and we better find them now. This is what this bulletin is saying, and that includes these parents at schools, yes. these truckers, these MAGA people out here. They're still, they're, 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 they're an imminent threat to, to the United States of America. Well, th- that's what this says if you read... I see it, it's specific and then not specific at the same time. Well, that's the the scary part is what you just said, Tim, is yeah. not in the bulletin, but we've we all know that's what's going on behind the scenes. So, Abe, first of all, good on you, a thumbs up for calling it Schmovid. That that's that's a new one and that's just brilliant. What does that mean? I think he was mocking the COVID. Schmo Schmovid, gotcha. Right? Is that did yeah. I got yes. that right? Yeah. Yes, and uh, and it's and it's enabled me to to sidestep uh, YouTube's. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. Hey, keep nice. My, keep the hey you know what nice VRBO right. is, don't you, Abe? I do. Okay, go ahead, Abe. Ed. <laughs> All right. So this uh, that, that just, mockery that was will a little jab. That's unnecessary. Okay. It's unnecessary. Gratuitous. It's a jab. You know, yeah. some I I prefer not to be jabbed without <laughs> my consent. <laughs> we've been talking about that for two years. So uh, oh, you got me back quick. Go so, ahead. So Abe, <laughs> how does this work in terms of what does this mean if if the if the Department for Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary, if they determine that see the people, ball-headed guy that goes around saying i don't know what to do about the border yes i think that's that's the one you're talking about if he's if he Uh, and the department of homeland security say that people who talk about the things i'm not going to repeat it but we just mentioned are top of the list threat what does that green light for the department of homeland security in terms of spying on the american people what kind of yeah, things I mean, can they do if if those people were talking about spreading that misinformation, et cetera, if they are a terroristic threat, does that give the federal government the green light to spy on us? It, it, no, it shouldn't. But, I mean, that, that hadn't stopped the federal government before. I mean, <laughs> President Trump's wires were tapped. So right. what does that say for the rest of us? Um, but, no, it, it, it does not. The, the Fourth Amendment still applies. It should. Uh, from from being able to uh, execute unreasonable searches and seizures in order to conduct any a- investigations. Technically, it should. And I keep saying should, because if you can have a conspiratorial investigation launched based on a false premise against the sitting president of the United States and prior to that, uh, a candidate for the, the White House, 
man, I don't know what to say. And, and quite frankly, I was rather disappointed with Republicans in Congress that didn't respond after all of these rep revelations by putting additional uh, things in place to protect from, you know, secret courts granting, you know, unfettered uh, search warrants and things of that nature that le that led to the ultimate. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. After three year investigation, Robert Mueller, that's his name, the yep. Mueller investigation against President Trump. When it was revealed that all of this was premised on a lie and manipulation of, of evidence and facts, that should have caused there to be additional protections put in place uh, from having these, quote unquote, secret federal courts that allow these spying things. So um, it should not happen. But what what but it doesn't stop stop those things from from transpiring. And I, I believe is what just what you're saying, that it's providing a pretext for the FBI and others to kind of start trying to snoop around people. Yeah. You know, they're, use, they, they, they're using online things like social media posts and things of that nature to cause people to become suspicious in their minds. And so don't be surprised if this is used as a pretext to start uh, uh, spying illegally, in my estimation, on American citizens. I mean, this this is... I'm, I was laughing in things, but this really is pretty serious that, that, that you focus on a segment of the American population and highlight civic engagement whether you agree or disagree with it as a basis uh for potentially you know s spying activities it's pretty pretty sobering you know i i, I don't know what's the average a, a person supposed to do with this information anyway what's the home this, this is this, to me this is just uh propaganda by the left-wing department of homeland security there's no need to issue this kind of this what are we supposed to do with this am i supposed to go looking uh you know, at lunch today, just look around, see if I can't find anybody who's uh, looks like they're a white nationalist who's about to bomb the restaurant. I mean, I'm I'm being a little bit facetious here, but uh, maybe a lot. But I'm just saying that I think this kind of thing is issued just for public relations purposes, so that <clears throat> I know that's a very sinister view of something as serious as the homeland security, but but uh, I think it's just to give cover for those who say the, the white nationalists and the white supremacists are the chief worry for our country. And we need to, we need to be aware that they're about to, they, they could, they could create havoc across America and, and we need to issue an, a, a bulletin as a Homeland Security. I think it's bunk. I think it's made up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are skinheads mm -hmm. somewhere. There are, there's three neo-Nazis down in Florida out on the street with signs last week. Did you see that? <laughs> These groups do not have any standing legitimately in the American public. I'm as conservative as you can get. I don't know anybody who falls into these categories. and that, But they're talking about people like me and us here. Mm -hmm. That's who they're talking about, people who have ideologies that are conservative, that don't buy, haven't bought in all to the government COVID uh mandates who uh you know who who championed uh, uh privacy and secure and uh and uh the, the constitution those kinds of things maga voters that's who they're talking about mm -hmm. the deplorables that's mm -hmm. who they're talking about so well I, I think that's the goal tim i think the goal is to castigate those people as if they are synonymous yes, with the skinheads yes. and the nazi yes. and to do it yes. through official government apparatus so that that becomes the mainstream perception of these people. So that Nazis, skinheads, 
people who, who are hesitant about getting the jab, but those who may have gotten the first one, who don't want they're all the same. Boosters they're all, all the same. They're all the same. And yeah. I think that is the goal. It is the extension of the application of the pomp and circumstance surrounding January 6th, you know, the day yes, yes. when the, the democracy was put at risk by people who want to take over the government with no guns. And every single person that voted for President Trump agreed with storming the Capitol. That's yeah. exactly and right, they, and which they, is not true. Uh, no, it's not, <laughs> not true, true at but all. that's how they want to project it. Yes, right yes. there, and, so, and and that is the goal to present that idea, that idea, and to paper all of these people who ba basically are those who may disagree with the current governing uh, occupants of the White House and the people, his handlers, and all politically, just agree with them, disagree with them politically, but to castigate them as if they are neo Nazis, skinheads, yeah. terrorists who are just who are just waiting to you know cling to their guns and their religion in an effort to overthrow gov the government. These, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Abe. Thanks, my friend. Uh, this we need. It, we, we're, it's it's ridiculous, and but but the we need it. This is why we're here is to alert people to what's going on because these left wing secular progressives. They believe a lot of them believe like I'm about to describe, and I could provide you quotes and evidence to this. They believe that conservative people in this country. And I'm talking about just your average conservative person who votes is the threat. Mm -hmm. That is the threat to the, to their ver the, what they would call democracy. And they, they if they could, they would use every available uh, power lever that they have to come after us. Uh, they you read about the quotes about put us in uh, camps because you don't have if you don't get the COVID vaccine. Uh, the, the companies are canceling you. We, we Discover Card shut us down twice because they said we're a hate group, which is we don't get to defend ourselves. They say, well, the CSPLC says they're a hate group. So I'm just I'm just I'm, gi I'm giving you a couple of uh, examples there. But that's that kind of cancel culture would include rounding us up yeah. or, or making life so miserable that you couldn't do business, you couldn't carry on your day-to-day -day activities if you were on some kind of list that these secular progressives could develop. And they, if they can, they will. They will continue to. Bernie Sanders guy up in Iowa, his campaign manager, remember back him saying, uh, yeah, secretly caught saying on tape, yeah, uh, I think these people need to be rounded up, these Trump voters. Mm -hmm. Huh? You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that wasn't, he wasn't laughing about it. He was, he, he was, he was being... Uh, serious about that. So, anyway, we've got to be vigilant. Uh, thank God for red states that are still willing to fight uh, the governors uh, and so forth, still willing to fight this a lot of this tyranny that the federal government wants to impose. And uh, so we we'll, we will continue to be here to talk about it. Thank you, Abe. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Okay, that's Abe Hamilton. Listen to him this afternoon from five to six o'clock Central Time on American Family radio um thank god for for red states and i know governor abbott yesterday said uh he's going to defend the national guardsmen of the state of texas right yes. against biden saying biden saying i want to biden's mandate uh, all right national guardsmen you got to get the vaccine jab or are you or, or, or i'm getting rid of you and that was biden's attitude mm -hmm. governor abbott is saying wait just a minute he's going to court to fight for them as have other mm -hmm. governors so uh there's still a lot of fight left in uh, patriotic Americans across the country, and there's a lot of us.
yes. out there too. Right. Yes. So thank God for that. You're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio, where we're joined now by our good friend, Dr. Jerry Newcomb, who's executive director of the Providence Forum. Uh, he's also a white nationalist who is a, a, a threat to our country. And he joins us now from uh, an undisclosed bunker. And I uh, know, Jerry, how you still there? Jerry? Uh, I am here. And uh, it'd be, it's funny you should say this because uh, Providence Forum, which was founded by Dr. Peter Lilbeck and then given to D. James Kennedy Ministries, is now a division of you know D. James Kennedy Ministries, which is in the process of suing the Southern Poverty Law Center for claiming that D. James Kennedy Ministries and other groups, but specifically are supposedly hate groups because we don't agree with, say, same-sex marriage, or uh, we uh, believe, you know, life is sacred and abortion is wrong and so forth. And so when the Southern Poverty Law Center puts legitimate Christian ministries like AFA, like the uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, which was founded by D. James Kennedy, James Dobson, Marlon Maddox, uh, Larry Burkett, and one or two others, Bill Bright. Uh, this organization fights for religious liberty, and yet it's supposedly a hate group? D. James Kennedy Ministries is a hate group? No. No, we just, you know, it's just, it's so frustrating what's happening, because like you were saying, you know, corporate America, unfortunately, uh, goes along too often. A lot with of them this do. Kind of woke ideology. Yeah. Well, Jerry, yeah. tell us about. Uh, Jerry. I wanted you to come on and tell us about a a, a video that you've produced uh, that uh, I, I think our listeners are going to be interested in. Sure. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and then this is scheduled to air on President's Day at uh, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, and it and it is a documentary, an hour-long documentary I made on George Washington, and it's part of a whole series of films that I've made by the grace of God, and it's uh, the series is called The Foundation of American Liberty, and if you, somebody asked me, well, what's the foundation of American liberty? It is our Judeo-Christian heritage, and that includes the views of George Washington, our first president. He was really the indispensable man when it comes to the founding of this country. And so uh, my goal was, number one, to uh, put him back in the hero category as opposed to the villain category, because the left, the progressive so-called... By the way, that term, progressive, is, is really a misnomer. It really is. They're not for progress. They're for regress. It's, they're more the regressive party, or, or, or more honestly, the socialist party. But anyway, the... Uh, that ilk, you know, the people on the left, <laughs> they they have villainized George Washington and, and some of the other uh, founding fathers. They, they, they're they at war with America as founded. But the, the fact of the matter is, you know, this is a very free country overall, or certainly has been, and it's because of the Judeo-Christian heritage that so many of the founding fathers uh, believed and practiced. And George Washington was an 18th century Anglican, a very devout uh, Christian, and yet he's been recategorized in the last two, three, four decades by some of the scholars as if he is a deist, as somebody who believed in a God that kind of wound up the whole universe but then left it and certainly doesn't answer prayer, has no concern about 
our day-to-day affairs. Well, George Washington did, did not believe that. He uh, he was a man of prayer, and he was a man of reading the Bible. And in fact, the big, thick book I wrote with Dr. Peter Lobach called George Washington's Sacred Fire documents those things and showed that he read the scriptures so much that if you cut the man, he would have bled scripture. Because it, Phrases and, and you know, sentences from the Word of God come out in his writings, uh, private writings, public writings, his speeches, yeah. etc. In fact, one of my favorite parts of that book, George Washington's Sacred Fire, is Appendix 2, where Dr. Peter Lobach carefully went through phrase after phrase from the writings of George Washington that are directly out of the Holy Bible. So, for example, 44 times... Uh, I believe it's 44 times, maybe it's 42. Anyway, <laughs> more than 40 times, George Washington used the phrase, and every man shall be under his own vine and fig tree. It was his metaphor that he found in Micah 4.4, his metaphor for what America could be. That you, you'd be free in this country to not be harassed by the government for your opinions. Well, that's the exact opposite of what the so-called progressives yeah. that you were just discussing with Abe, Abram. Ham Hamilton the third, where you know this is these people on the left want to basically enforce political conformity, and yeah. if you don't Jerry, agree with that, you know we're going to shut you down. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what they believe. They believe in a whole whole new world, quite frankly. They and that would not uh, yeah. include and evangelical. Not that would not include allowing evangelicals to practice their faith. Right, uh, Jerry. What you mentioned, it's going to air. This George Washington uh, special, it's going to air when and where, real quickly. Yeah, NRB channel uh, at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern on President's Day and ProvidenceForum.org for more information. That's just one airing. There are others as well. But ProvidenceForum.org for more information. NRB channel, a lot of people get that 9 o'clock Central Time. What? When is President's Day? February the, the 12th? 21st, I believe. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. I don't have a, I don't have a All right. That's okay. The NRB channel, uh, the, the special on George Washington by our guest, Dr. Jerry Newcomb. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.